1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. And right now we're going to talk about what to do if maybe you've had a bad year and you need to get a new start next year. We'll be discussing this with Lisa Anderson. She manages Focus's Ministry for Young Adults with the goal of helping 20 and 30-somethings grow up on their faith and date with purpose and prepare for marriage and family. She's the author of The Dating Manifesto, a drama-free plan for pursuing marriage with purpose. And she hosts The Boundless Show here on 88.9 Moody Radio on Saturdays. Good morning to you, Lisa. Hey, good morning to you both. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. All right, Lisa. So I, I love talking with you, especially around this season, especially, say, if you're taking a look, taking an assessment of your life and you're realizing this has not been a good year. How do you actually dive into hope, especially if you're looking at thinking it's, it's not all that great? How do you actually get to hope at this time of year? Yeah, it's funny. I'm kind of like a, um, I don't know if I have a reputation among my friends, because I'm the one who is all about like, reflecting on the year, looking forward to the new year. And I remember one of my friends forcing, you know, I was forcing her to do this with me. And she was like, hiding under pillows on her couch. Oh no! <laughs> because she was like, I just want to sit here and, and sulk and gripe about the year. Be <laughs> So I guess that this is now my new role is to like, pull everyone along with me into making this happen. So it is, I mean, I think we have to give some intention and some pause to, you know, a lot of people will, will be good at like maybe setting goals for a new year, but then they forget what does it look like to reflect on the past year? Because we can all think of maybe a high or two that was a fun vacation or something like that. But if we're really going to do a holistic approach to it, we have to say, okay, what were the things that weren't that great? What were the things I didn't have control over? What were the things that I really grew from? And, you know, realizing there are some things we can control and there are a lot of things we can't control. And so I think uh, having a, an intentional time and an appropriate time of letting go of those things, learning from things, and then looking ahead is probably a good place to start. And it seems kind of weird. And some people are going to be like, that's a little bit too touchy feely or a little too like, let's be emotional about it. But the fact is, everyone has to walk through struggles, highs and lows. And so putting that time in is really worth the effort. Okay, so to put that time in to to look back so you can look forward. So how do you set realistic and fruitful expectations for the coming year? 
Yeah. So I think one thing is to um, to maybe plan for that to happen. I think a lot of us are so eager to just get rid of this year that we kind of are like, okay, as long as I can just turn the calendar, it's going to be okay. But for me, for example, one of the things I did in the midst of my um, Christmas shopping is I bought a new planner and I usually like to mix it up and I look and say, okay, well, what's one, you know, is this one that has like um, some kind of reflective devices with it or something where I can maybe goal set or something. I, I think it's, it, you know, it's, it could be a planner of just life stuff. Um, the other thing that I also do is make sure that I have my new, um, whether it's a Bible reading plan or what am I going to do? What, what book of the Bible am I going to study? What am I going to do for my personal time with God? Because that kind of allows me to have a reset as well. Um, and in that, I think it's, you know, maybe I've talked to you guys before about how I've actually had two Christmases. Okay, so you think like, okay, well, let me think back four or five months, six months about, you know, something that was hard. Well, I had two Christmases, you guys, where I was dumped on Christmas Eve. Mm. So talk about talk about Trauma. a hard thing right as the year was finishing. And I ruined Christmas for my family. I was down in the dumps. I was so, you know, it caused me to question everything like, well, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? How could I have saved this relationship? But realizing that ultimately, and this was a great learning for me. Um, in fact, I think it was a a study I did by Kay Arthur, where really she talked about the the main nugget was there is nothing that we will walk through and nothing that happens to us that isn't filtered through the loving hand of God. So turning that perspective around and saying, this isn't about what should I have done? What didn't I do? What it's about recognizing that there are things that will happen to us. There are mistakes that we made. There are things that are a result of a fallen world that we can turn around and say, wow, okay, God, you know, there's something, you know, God could have prevented this. God could have made this turn out differently, but he didn't. And so what am I doing with the raw materials that I have that allow me to kind of say, okay, God, this is what happened. And where, where am I in this acknowledging the emotion? This is why I love the Psalms of like pouring out our complaint to God, because he's the one that actually cares and can actually do something about it. And so having that perspective of like, okay, God and I are in this together. This isn't me fighting God. This isn't me questioning God. This is me just saying, God, this is where I need you to show up. Mm -hmm. And so I think having that posture of gratitude and humility, and then realizing that, okay, yeah, what can I take ownership of? And what do I just need to leave behind me? We are inside of a conversation with our good friend, Lisa Anderson, trying to wrap up one year and get ready for another year and preparing for a way to do that without being completely bummed in the process. And and Lisa, are there some ways, some things that we can actually do in order to do some reflection in a positive way and get ready for the new year? Yeah, well, one thing that I, I think is so awesome, and there are people out there who are just gifted in this, and one is my friend, Sherry. Um, so on this, actually this Saturday, I am going to go to her house. She's invited some women over. Sorry, guys. Um, but, <laughs> you know, women, <laughs> guys mm-hmm. are left out. Um, but anyway, she has crafted this, and this is like her second or third year doing it, where it's an Advent reflection time. And she has different stations around her house. And one of them, I, I remember, is like there's a nativity scene, and she has a scripture that you kind of read and reflect on and answer a couple questions. And there's a, an activity of creating a paper chain where you take all the burdens and all the prayer requests that you have that you're like, this is like short of God 
and short of a miracle, nothing will move here. And you give it to him. And then we kind of like put the hang up the chain a little bit and, and you can take your papers home or you can whatever. But um, it's just this opportunity amid Amazon shopping and crazy parties and stewing about what's going to go on in the new year to say, oh, yeah, remember how at Christmas we reflect on how like the biggest gift was given to us and one that actually changed our entire eternity. Um, it's just that opportunity to put reality and reflection and just that in, infuse hope into what otherwise may be discouraging as we're looking around comparing our stories to other people's stories. And so it really reminds us that like God entered into our stories in a way that was really transformational. And so, um, you know, you guys know that I often talk to singles and I'm single. And I think especially around relationship status, it's such a pivotal time because it's like, man, I thought I would be dating now by the end of the year, or I thought my story would have changed. And now I'm going into a new year and nothing's changed. And it's like, remember, guys, there are things, I mean, this is again, where you have to think about like, what do you have control over? And there are things that you don't have control over, but you do have control over the way that you show up in relationships, the way that you're open to learning from God and from other in, uh, others in relationships and, you know, that kind of scenario. I mean, what, what you don't want to be doing is watching ad after ad of families in their matching pajamas and being like, you know, oh, well, that's not me. So God must have forgotten me. Um, it's okay to grieve those things and to realize like, man, I wish I would have that in my life. Um, but it's also an opportunity to prayerfully turn that around and look at, okay, but what do I have? And what can I be hopeful for in the new year that whether God changes my story in that direction or not, I know that he is good. And I know that he has good things for me. Mm, I love that. I love that whole idea of what your friend does and, and just <laughs> being able to see God in our story. So important when you are feeling disappointed by the year. And I and I know that, um, you know, at singles, I'm single as well, that that can be a really uh, sore spot, the holidays. So leaning on Christ for comfort and contentment is so important. And how do we continue to do that in 2023? Yeah, I think we have to, first of all, get, you know, and again, my, my example with my friend Sherry, the fact that I have such a friend is so great. We have to lean into those friendships, those ones that we know. These are the folks that are going to go through us thick and thin, uh, go through things with us. They're the ones that are going to pray for us. They're the, one, they're the ones that are going to care for us. Um, we have to make sure that we're leaning into those relationships because it's easy to be assumptive that, okay, well, I guess, you know, I can go hang out with people or people will be there for me. But we have to be that friend and we have to go after those friendships because they're going to help bolster us and turn us to truth and show us the face of Christ when we need it most. So that's definitely something. The other thing is to just build in margin. Um, I think too often we, we realize like, well, maybe my story's not great, so I just need to fill it with a bunch of other things. So I have things to talk about. Um, so I have things to be excited about. But you have to build in margin to rest, uh, to re, you know, kind of um, reshape things, uh, to kind of restock uh, things in your life and kind of go from there and build in that margin. But then also pick one or two things that you have to look forward to. So it might be a weekend trip. It might be a vacation. It might be a class you want to take. It might be something that you, a friend you want to visit. 
um, always having that thing of like, okay, here's something that, that might be um, exciting. It might be life-giving. It's something that I love to do. And just having those things put on the calendar that you can look forward to is a great way to do that as well. And, and finally, you know, do not neglect the word. Do not neglect the fellowship with other believers. A lot of people, you know, and, and this has become more assumptive since COVID, they just start to check out. Well, you know, I'm not feeling loved. I'm not feeling included. I feel a little distant from my church family. But that's exactly when you need to plug in. And so it might be serving in a new capacity in your church, getting to know some people. It might be joining a new small group. But it's just that connection that we need to remind us that God is there. He is with us because of this season. And as a result, um, we know that we can trust Him with our futures. Wow. Thank you so much for that, Lisa. It's always good to reconnect with you, especially as we're preparing for a brand new year. Lisa Anderson on 88.9 Moody Radio. Thank you so much.